Hello, and welcome to the Irresistible Marketing Pod, the podcast that wants you to dream bigger. I'm your host, Issa Gauchi, your marketing confidence cheerleader and owner of the M. Issa Messaging Digital Marketing Agency for Small Business Baddies. This episode is a real-life marketing confidence cheerleading session with Dr. Kat, the book doctor, in which we talk about how to give other people the opportunity to buy into our big, audacious vision for our work. Big thank you to Dr. Kat for allowing me to share our session with you all. Well, hello, Dr. Kat, and welcome to your marketing confidence cheerleading session. Um, So let me give you your little spiel about what you're in for, (laughs) which is fun stuff. Um, Okay, so first of all, I want to let you know since my approach to business is kind of like, let's take the whole package into consideration when we come up with marketing plans and business plans. So that's definitely 100% includes your feelings and your body. So sometimes in these sessions, we might go to some emotional places. And um, I just want you to know that there's a safe word. If we need to pause something or realign or we're like pressing on something, we don't want, you don't, you need stuff to stop. Um, The safe word is bubbles. (laughs) If at any point you're like, ah, this is going in a direction that's not right, just say bubbles and I'll know that means we need to stop and realign. Um, Okay, awesome. So then at the start of every cheerleading session, I will remind you that there is a safe word. And then I will give you the option between ice cream and chili pepper. And it's our little metaphor for what kind of support would be most helpful today. So um, sure. (laughs) Okay, I'm just going to explain for the good people who might be listening to this episode. So chili pepper is give me all the tough love. (laughs) Um, Give it to me straight. And ice cream is give it to me with a spoonful of sugar. Be gentle with me today. Um, Okay, so we are, we're a go for chili pepper. 100% I don't even eat sugar. Okay. Yeah. Chili pepper it is. And then next I, um, we'll start the session by asking what your intention is. So if there is one thing that we can accomplish in today's session where you'd just be like, oh, that's amazing. I feel so much better. What is that thing? Honestly, I was thinking about that because I figured you'd ask me. Um, my biggest goal for this session is also my only goal for this session, truly like tangible goal, which is literally just to learn something from your magic and to let you do what you do best. Okay. I well yeah. I magic all over the place. Um just for a little context. So we're in Coven together. Um yes. and I saw I think I saw some comments, but it's okay to mention this. Like maybe yes. you're which trying to pick a direction, (laughs) not sure how fast I should be going through stuff. Is that something you'd like to talk about or? I'm literally open to us talking about anything you want, including, but not limited to, because I've put both a really, really hype, excited post on our coming page recently. And I put a really like vulnerable share on today. Mm -hmm. So whether it's those things or literally any other things you want, we can go anywhere and I don't need you to pull any punches either. Okay. Well, this is your session. So it's what you want. Okay. So like a lot of my questions so far in Coven would be, I'm in the same situation now here with you, which is like, literally, what is this? That's like, I'm at a very different point than most of the other Coven members who I at least like have any idea where they are. Like I work all the time. I'm extremely ambitious, but like, I don't have a business. I'm still looping Sarah's um, freelancer to CEO podcast over and over and over again. um, Because I'm really into neural rewiring. I like, don't really, I guess it would be an exaggeration to say, I don't know what marketing is, but I certainly don't have like a marketing practice the way so many of you do. Like Micah is a great example of someone in the coven who knows what they're doing. And it doesn't mean that they don't have lots of growth plans. I'm sure Micah has lots of growth plans, but like for me, the, the burden and the blessing are the same thing. Like I am a blank page 
And I'm actually pretty excited about that, but I'm also really low on the earth element. So when it comes to building those foundations, I'm like, not really sure even where to start. I'm most interested usually in learning from someone else, like what it is they do. And then depending on what they say, then I'll, something will light me up or excite me. And I'll be like, tell me more about that. Gotcha. Okay, cool. Well, I can bring the earth and bring my Capricorn rising. Um, Please do. <laughs> aside for folks listening, um, we were referencing the Elemental Entrepreneurship Coven, which is a great community led by my business mentor, Sarah Bayer. You should check it out, especially if you're like new to business or um, new to building systems into your business. Great place to be. Um, anyhow, so Dr. Cat, Okay. I love that, that you have this kind of response thing going on when you're like, okay, so I just need to hear what the need is and see where I can like fill in the gaps. Okay. Awesome. Totally. So totally. what gaps do you find yourself filling in? Well, so when I first did Sarah's um, uh, elements quiz to find out like what the deal was. First of all, I, I was like, to me, I was very fascinated by the concept in the first place of the five elements. And I did it twice. I did it once where I only let myself give one answer because that's was just instinctively what I assumed the rule was. And then when I went back to look at it a second time, cause I was like sending it to a friend or something, I noticed that the way that she phrased the instructions actually did not preclude giving multiple responses. And so it was really interesting because the first time I took it, I was super high on spirit and air, which is like kind of the wake me up when my, when it's time for my Ted talk vibe. Um, I was just all that and all three other elements besides air and spirit were really low. When I let myself give as many answers as I wanted, I was still air and spirit dominant by like a tiny margin, but my water and fire were not only way higher, but they were perfectly matched to each other at 21%. But both times I got either five or eight in earth. So I basically have never built a business and it's ironic because I actually spend almost all my time working. Like I love working. I love everything I do. People call on me all the time to give me various different types of like jobs, whether they be like gigs or contracts or whatever. But like I said, maybe four or five minutes ago, like I don't actually have a business yet. And, you know, like I didn't know what, you know, uh, most of the acronyms were that, you know, we talk about when we're having our business chats in the coven um, to make things even like more challenging. Like the little bit I have figured out about marketing in the last eight months and being the coven, I'm quite sure I don't want to market I want to market in a way that's really unique to me. But again, like, I don't know what that means yet. So that's why I would honestly be interested in hearing like what it is you consider yourself to do, because there's all these people who exist who are perfectly positioned to help one another, including but not limited to in our coven. But that doesn't mean that I actually know what y'all do, you know, or even, or I could know the facts, but not really understand, you know? Okay, so... Marketing in at its most basic element is just communication. Mm -hmm. I have a thing for sale. Here's what it does. Like that's it. Um, so you could take that in a lot of different directions, right? You could be really manipulative with it. You could be really artistic and creative with it. You could be big and bold and startling. You could be like gentle and persistent. Like there's so many different as many ways as there are to communicate is as many ways as there is to market. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I always kind of come back to the same notion, which is that like for a variety of reasons that we may or may not get into, like I'm kind of marketing all the time and like, no matter what products or services I launch or contracts I take or whatever, I always circle back to the same gut feeling that like really my product or service is me. Like I, there are a few jobs I have where the person has no idea kind of what I'm like. Like occasionally I'll have clients specifically reach out to me by word of mouth for an editing job. And those are like, that's like that tiny little sliver of my life is probably the only time that people don't know exactly who they're talking to. Otherwise I feel like I just kind of manifest beneficial situations and try to get by 
I want to write books and I have like five or six jobs I do to accommodate my desire to write books. And to the extent that I market, I feel like it's, it's pervasive, but it's also subtle. Like, I feel like I've always had to market myself even just to survive since childhood in a way, like you have to make yourself someone that people want to support, you know, but that's kind of what I do. That's like the extent that I've been a marketer. Like I'm a person who convinces people that I'm worth supporting because as I was saying to this fucking tax dude, like right before I got on this call with you, like I basically only do stuff when people pay me to do it. A lot of the stuff I do is like based on a scholarship or someone's decided to sponsor me or whatever. And like, in some ways that makes me think you're probably pretty good at marketing kid. But then in other ways, I'm like, yeah, but you don't actually really say you're selling anything ever. So again, it's another iteration of what I've been saying, right. Since the beginning of this call, which is like, I don't have a marketing strategy yet because I'm not even, I'm, I've only figured out what business I even want to run in the last like couple days, you know, which is yeah. this idea of being this book doctor where I can like, you know, Dr. Cat book doctor or whatever, where I provide literally everything people could want in relation to books. Cause I was already doing most of it. And really the lot, like, cause I already edited, I do copywriting and I do ghostwriting. And so the only kind of final piece of the pie that clicked into place in the last probably like 72 hours or something in conversation with Sarah, probably at one of her launch alchemy meetings was just that like, I can also speed read. So I realized, and it was also partially inspired by the artist residency I was at, where I was reminded how many of these visual artists had like dyslexia and really bad struggles in school. So the final kind of piece of the pie was like, oh yeah, like, I guess I can be fully one brand, which is anything to do with books and people who are like in a situation academic or otherwise where they have to know the content of a book but reading is difficult for them for any number of possible reasons I can literally like do it for them you know because I can read and understand something in like one one hundredth of the time someone else can and then I can deliver them like both a verbal and a written report that they could just then use so I have an idea of something I would do but I haven't started advertising for that yet at all okay yeah like there's a few things in there and one I would say I think you're great at marketing. Thank like <laughs> a lot of people need to be marketing themselves and a lot of people get confused. They're like, I need a niche. I need a thing I'm known for. And like, that's kind of true if you're a business with a bunch of people and a specialty, right? Cause you can't all be specifically the thing you're marketing, but when course, you are your yeah. business, you're your niche. So yeah. it's a hundred percent the goal to get people to know who Dr. Cat is and who they should go to <laughs> or that they should go to you for the things that you do. Does that make exactly. sense? Yeah. Okay. So you are farther along than you think you are. So you're doing great. Thanks. <laughs> you're doing great. You're your niche. Um, and I love that you picked up on a lot of this is intuitive for you. I just yeah. need to get people to know who I am and what I do and what they should come to me for. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then the other thing I wanted to flag was you said, I just need to get people to want to support me. Um and that's true, but it's not like someone's like, edit my book because that is a charitable thing for me to do to give you a book to edit, right? <laughs> like, true. you're giving them something back. Yeah. So it's not just that they're supporting you, it's that they value what you're providing them. Yeah, I guess I was thinking of like things like people actually sometimes support me for the creation thing, like the creation the creative projects that otherwise like jobs and careers are there to support. So I was saying sponsoring because I am pretty good. Speaking of being further along than whatever and had knowing how to market myself, like I'm pretty good at getting scholarships to do things. Right. And, but that is, but it, that's an interesting thing for me now that I'm leaving academia and leaving like these things that I was always paid to do because now I'm like, okay, I can still use these skills. I mean, there's actually a term for it, right? Which is alt-ac, which is like when you use your academic background to go into like alternative. So alt-ac is a whole thing. And I've always been alt-ac because after every master's and every PhD, I was like, smell you later, homie, I hate it here. But then I always ended up going back because they were the people who wanted to give me money. And I wanted more than I would just make from editing books. And now I do. Yeah. I feel like I'm ready to launch Dr. Cat Book Doctor pretty darn soon, but I still would probably pepper the our talks with sponsorship comments because the ideal thing for people like me is ultimately to find a patron. 
So, and like, I have to be able to hold both of those things in my hand at the same time. Like I have to be a hundred percent enthusiastic about Dr. Cat book doctor and a hundred percent willing to admit that the actual ideal would be just being funded full-time privately to write my books. And that's, I'm okay with that. Like tension, you know, they're, they just both exist. Yeah, for sure. But I, I, I would argue that the patron is also not just supporting you. They are a patron because they want your work to exist in the world, right? Of course. Yeah. yeah. No, for okay. sure. For sure. Yeah. So I might make that flip. Like, it's not like, please support me, Dr. Cat. It's like, please support this work that you want in the world. Cause otherwise it will not be in the world. Yeah. That's probably more true than you even realize. Yeah. Like definitely that's, that's why people give me money is because they say that I'm outstanding in that area for sure that's you know that's still just kind of like a thing that I don't really know what to do with you know like it's great to be excellent I value excellence but it's not something that I really know what to do with other than you know occasionally impressing someone I'm trying to date by dropping a reference to some neuroscientist who said I was a genius or whatever you know like I don't have as I'm sure you've noticed like in some ways I'm great at marketing myself because I kind of make myself and my whole life like you know it's all on display and that's pretty common for writers like writers are like you know we may stay home a lot but we kind of put our whole life up for grabs and you're right the world does want what I offer for sure for sure for sure um, and there's some things I know that like, that's why I was so eager to do this call with you when you had a pay what you can spot, because I'm really interested in like negotiating the tension of like, I want to learn from you, but there's like, there's things that I know I don't want to do. Like I've already forgotten the fucking name of it again, but that thing that like came up the other day and then it came up again. And I was like, yeah, I'll never be doing that. And like, I think Sarah, like, didn't actually roll her eyes but like I know it's one of the things that makes me like different from other people that like I'm never gonna want to be like doing like I can't remember what it was called but it was the whole like as you're checking out there's an additional offer do you what do you remember what it's called yeah, it had some... called it the tripwire but yeah, yes, yeah that sounds right so, yeah like, I will cool. never be doing that ever and like, maybe that's like meaningful and indicates something larger. And maybe it doesn't, I don't know yet because unlike you, I'm not a marketing expert. Well, let's pause for a second because, um, could we back up to the vision? Like if, yes. if we that's my favorite part. Yes. Okay. If we weren't worried about yeah. what we think will work or not, or what we think we'd have to do to get there, um, is the vision that you're not working all the time? Is it that you're not having to hustle and suggest and offer stuff? It's like people are being filtered through whatever your marketing is, coming to you for the things you like doing, paying you a reasonable fee, and you don't have to work all the time and you don't have to negotiate prices and people are just finding you rather than you having to go find them. The the true ideal would be me just creating like my myself and my life as like a work of art. And I not only have like a patron, but they're actually inspired enough by my vision that I even get to like administer um, a larger pool of funds to other artists that I'm even allowed to pick out other people for that person to support. And I try to even like date people who could be those people. Like, so I do think about it consciously. Okay, that would so be the ideal. You want the patron to support, paint this picture for me. Um, Sorry, there was a tiny Zoom glitch at a crucial moment. Can you ask again? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so you said ideally you'd have a patron that believes yeah. in your vision and just funds it. Okay. Yeah, so and believes in my vision as in believes also my ability to pick like up and comers because like that's something that I am somewhat decent at is like I don't just produce work that people say is paradigm shifting. I can also spot like the up and coming paradigm shifters, like be they visual artists or writers or whatever. I have a pretty good eye for like who could be really fucking relevant if anyone would pay their goddamn rent. Gotcha. Okay. So say I'm an interested patron. I'm like, yes. What yeah. am I funding? What's the vision I'm funding? What do you tell them? Well, 
For me, like almost everything I work on has to do with trauma. And most of the artists that I'm like drawn to, they're dealing with like trauma in some way, shape or form as well. So most of the most of the work that I produce or like the, the artists of all kinds that I'm most interested in, um, they fall into a category of like, they draw you in because they're shocking, but they're also speaking of my human design status. They also have like a kind of repelling aura because people don't want to deal with this shit. Like everything I do is about talking about the things people don't want to talk about. And most of the artists that I like, write about the most for example are likewise like let's say they're a visual artist they're showing the things that like haunt us but we don't like to talk about so like death sexuality violence like familial trauma etc okay awesome and so and that's obviously really different from like my other life that I have also done a ton of which is like editing books like I've helped like 250 people bring books into the world in the last 10 years or something you know and would would you ideally be wanting to edit related books to trauma? If I had my like dream scenario, which I'm only really talking about because I, I think you're wanting me to. So like there again, like there's sort of two different categories for me. But if it was if I was living my full dream, then yeah, I would still probably read certain books because they would be but it would be different. I wouldn't, I'd be less likely to be editing them and I'd be more likely to be reading them and giving them to the specific artists who needed to read them. Gotcha. Okay. So, you know, like someone like Gertrude Stein or something, the people who've like actually helped bring artists like into their own, but I need funding for that. Is your gig work right now, like the book editing, the copywriting, et cetera, et cetera. Is it basically funding it, like sponsoring you to be able to artistically explore trauma? Yeah, basically. I see. Okay. Yeah. So the vision is we can we would wouldn't have to do gig stuff to sponsor being able yes. to Yes. But I'm only talking about that because you wanted to. I love the things that fall under the rubric of Dr. Cat Book Doctor enough and I'm pessimistic enough about capitalism that I mostly spend my time and energy like working on that because I do actually love editing people's books and I do actually love helping people who like don't seem to have this sort of verbal facility like I love helping people learn how to communicate better I love I do a lot of like helping people get grants like helping them with grant writing so I the most accurate thing would be to say that like yes I care about this a lot too but yeah the ideal would be what we were discussing before but I have enough passion to still be passionate about the doctor cat book doctor stuff as well okay and that's what i meant about i have to hold that tension like yeah there's an ideal but the second option is pretty fucking good also okay so i'm what i'm thinking is when when we market i'm thinking we put together a holistic doctor cat business persona And we talk about your strengths so people know what to come, what they can come pay for you and receive excellent work for. But we also say in our messaging and like, I'm thinking like if you have a website and you have like an about page. I do. And I'm happy to update it based on this call. My prices are this way so that part of your fee goes to funding this vision. Oh my God. Of an artist collective exploring trauma. Oh my God. Buried traumas that we as a society have not processed yet. Okay. I've been marketing for that without knowing it for like literally 25 years. That is so sexy, Isa. So this is what you do. Cause Mm -hmm. that would have never, ever occurred to me. And yet I'm basically doing 99% of it already. Yeah. We let other people in on the vision. So, and we don't have to separate it out. Amazing. I'm Dr. Cat, book doctor. Here is all the amazing writing I do. Here's how I can help you bring a book into the world. Here's how I can help you um, do a grant. I want to let you know, I also have this vision. I suspect if you found me, you have a vision like this too. You also want us to collectively heal our trauma. You're also creative. You're also academic. So 
in supporting my work and working with me, you are helping me to build this larger vision where I can find up and coming artists, give them stipends or residencies or whatever the correct language is to explore buried unprocessed trauma. You're also welcome to make a donation here. Amazing. I love it so much. And it's the only thing that you could have said to me that would be like a seamless transition from what I'm already doing. Mm -hmm. Anything else I was like, oh, I'm going to have to really change how I use social media or like, oh God, do I need to make a completely new website? But no, this like, no one will be, the only person who's surprised by everything you're describing is me. Everyone else will be like, yeah, obviously we knew that cat. Yeah. But okay. now I'll have a way for them to actually affirm it with money. So thank you. <laughs> yeah. So it sounds like what we have left to do, if you already have a website that lays out your services, et cetera, which is great. Okay. We just add a little blurb in there around pricing. I'm factoring in that part of your fee is going towards helping me build this larger vision. Yeah. You can have a page for the larger vision with like a little donate here button. If you're just like, yeah. I will. It'll be perfect. I'll put it between my volunteering page where I talk about volunteering work I do and my pro bono page where I talk about the people who are living at the intersections of multiple forms of oppression that I will do up to two hours of free work for. Oh, and I also talk about my vision there. So this will just slide right in like butter. Yeah. And then what you might consider is um, if you're planning on doing launches, like yeah. launches, yeah. you can like kind of alternate it in there. So we could do a launch for book editing, and then maybe we could mm. do a donation drive for the vision. Mm. Um, I'd love to. I'd love for this vision to have a name, like a really yeah. We can start getting people interested in. You yeah, I need to think about that. Launching between like donations and other services for sure. Uh, maybe you could do like smaller starter events to start yeah. the, the vision and like get it happening right now. I think you're right. Uh, and then we can what the job here then is to make it this vision really clear so we invite yeah. people in so they can be a part of it so they can picture it so that they know how to donate so if they're like I'm just a millionaire that's into this like yeah. I'm a patron we have that all spelled out on your website very yeah. clear in your marketing so there's no confusion that sounds good and I will send it to my uh lawyer friend who loves to be a patron of the arts for quote-unquote proofreading <laughs> and perhaps he'll be my very first patron and then I also really like it um kind of the tie-in if you're branding the business Dr. Cat Book Doctor is I like that because is your main artistic medium writing or are yeah okay. yeah so I like the kind of connotation like book doctor where you're like helping us collectively process buried traumas through your writing as well. Yeah. yeah. So it, it still fits in with your brand name too. It No, it totally does. Yeah. Totally does. Yeah. 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 Cause the book I'm about to publish, which is nonfiction is about like racism and self-representation and like ugliness, but it's basically about anti-Semitism and like sort of giving like an earlier understanding of the origins of the second world war and then like the novel that i'm writing is like also going to be about multi-generational trauma because it's going to occur like in the immediate before the second world war period but there's going to be a bunch of like future stuff as well and the point of the future stuff will be to talk about intergenerational trauma so yeah it all like fits totally gotcha can i blow your mind a little bit yes please do well i mean you always do but yes carry on so I'm going to bring us back to the tripwire, which um, yes. was, um, this is, again, uh, borrowing language and teachings from our um, joint business mentor, Sarah Beyer of Intuitive Edge Coaching. And basically what a tripwire is, if someone buys an offer, um, then after that, there's like a sequence of, you can also buy this other thing. Like, so you might've seen, like, if you check out on a store to buy clothes, you buy something and then it will suggest you. This these um accessories go really well with that outfit. Do you want to buy these too? And you're like, yeah, of course. Or um, similarly, it could happen like maybe you do a launch and you're marketing something higher ticket. You notice your engagement metrics are good, and so you survey the people who didn't buy, and you're like, why didn't you buy? And they're like, I would love to, but couldn't afford it. 
And then um, you might have like a lower ticket offer you make to those people then. So it's basically how to not lose people who want to be customers, but maybe just it wasn't a great fit for that offer. Um, here's how we can tripwire with the vision. Mm -hmm. Did you enjoy working with me? If so, you might want to be part of my vision of artistically processing buried cultural trauma. Here's how you can do that. That here's I'm 100% down with. I was thinking, because again, I'm new to a lot of these terms and concepts. I was thinking very specifically of something that like literally almost everyone does. So I have no problem admitting I'm the weird, weird one here, not everybody else, but the whole like stacking more for purchase, which is to me is qualitatively different from what you just said. And yes, I will be delighted to update. I'm like everything you've said so far that you think I should do specifically, I'm hundred percent behind. I still don't want to like stack incentives and like bonus things and whatever. And I really want to be able to do things like in a way that's authentic for me. And if that means that I, have one or two things that literally everyone else does and I don't, or I have one or two things that I do do that literally no one else does. Like I care a lot more about clean copy than most people. Most people I know have almost sort of politicized the idea of like clean writing and they want there to be occasional errors. And like, I don't want that. And especially as a neurodivergent person, like I know how distracting it can be for us. So I want to be able to retain my individuality always, but yes, I'm, delighted with your suggestion and we'll totally execute that. Absolutely. And the other thing I want to suggest is like making a follow-up offer doesn't always have to be paid. Like the follow-up offer yeah. could be, do you want to join this newsletter that's just about the artistically processing trauma vision? I would be all over that too. Yeah. Anything that's more like, um, want to volunteer for our next event, do it like, yeah. So no, anything that's kind of creating a web is really nice because that's about like interconnectivity and creating community. I just have a strong aesthetic aversion to personally stacking things where I'm like, I know you thought you were doing X for Y price, but do you want to actually do X squared for Y squared? And I just want to be allowed to not do that. I understand yeah. 98% of people do. I just don't want to have to. Yeah, you don't have to. Yeah. Cool. The way I think about it, like this kind of, sequence thing is a little bit like if you're like if I'm like if we were in the same city I'm like hey Dr. Cat do you want to go out to brunch um next Saturday and you're like I'd love to but I'm sorry I have plans I'm like oh great okay how about the Sunday after that yeah it's kind of just like that you're like okay this one didn't work for you how about this other time <laughs> absolutely no I love that I just don't want to be like a more 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 person because mm -hmm especially with what I work on and the way I do kind of put my life on display in a somewhat curated way already. I, I've already got a lot of more. I don't need any more and more. But what you're saying about like alternatives, I love that. And I also find it accessible and accessibility is super important to me. Awesome. Okay. So do you want to talk about marketing then in general? So how do we market your doctor cat book doctor services? kind of in align it together yeah. what I'd love to find out is what especially seeing as I said chili pepper and not ice cream and we don't have like infinite amounts of time what I'd actually love is to be um told like some of my weak links or some of the um areas that could use improvement because I remember for example that when we did that branding workshop in the coven with Aaron Brown mm -hmm. uh that workshop was amazing and I loved it and I loved her, but I also came away from it feeling like there, I was mostly other than the text on my website being too dark, which is totally like a neurodivergent thing. Like some people will actually like that, but I understood her and Sarah's point. But like, other than that, I was kind of one of the people who, I don't know how, if I can't remember if you were there or if you were, how involved you were, but I mostly walked out of that workshop being like, that was awesome. But I was mostly told that I was doing everything right already. And it was like a contrast from like a couple other like case studies that we went through where like the suggestions were still, of course, framed extremely like awesomely because everyone involved in the co coven is always awesome. But there were a couple of people who like we went through their Instagram, for example, and it was like, here are a lot of constructive suggestions, whereas Aaron was kind of like, yours is good, like more pictures of you and like lighten up the text on your website. And, you know, she followed me afterwards. And so 
of course, I love getting affirmation and I love finding out that I am doing things right. But like, I would actually really love more critique in my life. Okay, sure. Um, is well, I know you're mostly word of mouth right now, but where do people mainly engage with you online? Is it your website or Instagram or where do they hit first? I kind of have different pools of people, which is one of the reasons your suggestions are so helpful because it's showing me how I can integrate people. So on Instagram, I get a lot of, so on Instagram, I have way more followers than people I'm following and I don't ever watch anybody's stories, but I post like 20 of my own a day and they have a really high like viewership or whatever. And um, my Instagram is a combination of a ton of old students, like lots of my old students follow me. And um, I mean, obviously my friends, but actually not as many as you'd think. Um, And strangers who are into the kind of content I produce. So I guess kind of like the, like mutuals, you know, like people who've kind of stumbled onto me. and then kind of like dudes, but I don't think we really want to talk about dudes. Okay, well, um, do you want to hop over to your Instagram? What's your um, handle again? So yeah, my at is, um, it's like, it's cat, like my name, underscore kit, underscore S, because my last name is Simpson. And then, yeah, just to finish answering your question, I never know how many people go to my website. I once in a blue moon will get like a random inquiry in my email. And every once in a while I'll even get an inquiry so random that I choose not to respond to it because it's like weird. Um, But mostly it's word of mouth for editing, actual built reputation as a writer. So I'm not sure what the word is for that, but just like I am known because I have published a lot. And then... Instagram is one of the main things that gives me the feeling that like I'm already branding myself sort of because like I I have I feel like my posts are all kind of connected and a lot and people do interact with them a lot so yes here we are okay well why don't we spend like 10 minutes on each sure Um, okay so um can you see the screen yeah perfectly okay great cool um so What's, I love the colors in what I can now see is the background of your computer. What is that? Are those like old roses or something? It's, um, I think it's like weirdly lit aloe plants. Oh, it's fucking gorgeous. <laughs> anyway. Okay. So I'm going to peek at your link tree first. Yeah. Um, okay. So the, the, I think my link tree is pretty good, but I love being told I'm wrong. So please tell me if I'm wrong. Um, so the link tree is like, if you click on the first link, it's like a bunch of my, uh, writing. Um, and then I have them, I have this website that you've just clicked on. It's on the link tree as well. So like people will never not be able to find the website, but I still don't think it's what people look at that much. And then in terms of the ones you're just sliding over, they're basically highlighting like my biggest publications. So like the Egon Sheila one is with an incredibly famous art gallery in London, England. The one under that was for TV guide. So that's pretty high profile. And then the one after that is one of the artists that I'm trying to get attention to, Jess McCormack, the one that starts with I Am Not a Monster. And then I guess the last one is another like high profile thing because it's work that I did for Pornhub that got written up in The Guardian. And then I also got an interview with Slate Magazine about it. Very cool. Okay, so yeah. the, so I will throw some chili pepper on it. Please do. So the first thing I'm noticing, if I'm someone that was like, I think Dr. Cat could help me with my book, or I think Dr. Cat could help me with my copywriting, I'd have a really hard time finding more yeah. information about that quickly. For sure. So um, a few things I would suggest to make it easiest for people who want to give you their money to <laughs> get there quickly is I'd limit it to no more than five links so we don't get into a choice overload situation. Okay. And then I'd write these titles because you can change them on Linktree. Yeah. Like it's what they're looking for. Yeah. Do you need help birthing your book? Yeah. Gets you over to that page where they can get you, pay you to get your help with that. Yeah. Do you need help with a grant? Gets you over there. Do you want do you want to successfully acquire more grants than ever before? I like to throw some sparkle on it and get them to tap into their dreams and visions and hopes. So um 
the your link tree or whatever you use for your link in bio is a really great place to throw the emotional flavor into yeah. the few words you have space for there. So we really want to tap into the like, are you ready to finally birth your book? Links over to your book editing services. Yeah. Um, because I mean, these are really cool. Like if we keep, I think like the, the thing a lot of people follow into is like, is it supposed to be a portfolio of the stuff I've done? And no. So we, what we'd want to do is what are people looking for? How do we mm-hmm. get quickly? And then when they're being like, okay, is this worth the investment? We'd want to link over to relevant projects. Yeah, so, no, for sure. So this yeah. is like, this is pre me even having the idea we're talking about. So like the reason there's no advertising copy editing is because I only decided like two weeks ago that I wanted to like pivot to that. So what I would love to do is take your suggestion and run with it even harder because I definitely think people get confused or overloaded or bored or distracted easily. I could not only do what you're saying, but I could even follow kind of like a who, what, where, why, how type of format that's like clusters things. Like I can still have a little bit about like what I've done, but I can have one be like how I can get you more money, grants, et cetera, you know? And like, you know, when is the right time to bring me in because you need help finishing your book? Like, yeah, I could make it extremely straightforward. Yeah. So the only thing I caution you there, like I'm remember most people are looking at the sound mobile. Yes. So right. They're not going to scroll a lot. Yeah. <laughs> so fair. They're basically going to look at the top three to five links and that's, yeah. that's all you get. <laughs> For sure. If that. <laughs> um, okay. So yeah, I would decide which services you most want to promote right now. And those would be the five links. And I'd make the copy for the, the little, the title part on Linktree really fun. Yeah. And then, um, what I would do, because your projects are awesome. So say you're like, do you need an amazing copywriter? I would link to stuff like the porn article. Yeah. Like, and so that this is like kind of your credibility. Yeah. Um, so it's interesting because a lot of people think like we need our credibility to be the first thing people see. And it's actually not the case. The first thing people want to say is, do they do the thing I need help with? Yeah. Yeah. Because people are driven by self-interest and we have a negativity bias. So basically everyone's anxious all the time and they want to know how they can be helped. Yeah. And then when they're like, okay, they say they can help me. Do I trust that they can help me? So further down on the hierarchy of emphasis yeah. that you want to start showing like the credibility um, yeah. so that is like past work, that's testimonials, et cetera. Yeah. I'm going to just actually write this as we're talking because the order of things is actually something that like you're being very specific about. And even though I agree with you, I think you've got it a lot more thought out than I had. So First thing is their problems slash feelings and how I could help. And then we move into credibility later. Yes, please continue. Okay. And um, three to five tops. Yes, three to five. Yeah. And you can always change them. So like you could have yeah. your editing be there for a while. And then when you're like, I've got enough of those, then we can rearrange them, et cetera. For sure. For sure. I would also... Um, put one for your vision for the artistic processing. Clearly. Yeah. That's a new thing. (laughs) I would love for you to have a page on your website about that if you don't already. Oh yeah, no, absolutely. I don't because this is all new based on this conversation, but I plan to completely redo my about me section based on like what you're not, you and I are talking about on my website. Okay. So the other place we can make your Instagram um, a little easier to funnel people right to where they want to go is we can use the highlights kind of similarly. So we can do like artistic processing of trauma or the highlight we can do, yeah. except for it won't let you write something that long. So you still have to have like a short title. We can have a book at um, book doctor highlight. We can have copywriting. And so I would use these highlights and arrange the order. So it makes it really easy for people who want to give you money to navigate. Mm-hmm. Do you think there's any chance though that like, so this is the first moment in our call, which also our call is ending fairly shortly. This is the first moment where like, I'm a, I'm slightly confused or uncertain. Like, 
I'm feeling a bit on the fence about whether or not it should be a separate Instagram. The reason that I don't think it should be is because literally everything I do already like works with what we're talking about. So no one's going to look at my Instagram and be like, how could that person possibly be book doctor? How could they possibly have this vision? So that's the reason why I don't think I need to separate it. The reason that I am wondering about separation though, is that like, I feel like a lot of what I have. So let's say, for example, like the highlights reel, like if we went through all of mine, which I don't want to, and I'm sure you don't either, we would eventually find exceptions to what I am about to say. But the vast majority of my highlights, like they're the things, maybe speaking of credibility, they're the things that if people look at, they'll know for sure that I am exactly the type of person I'm claiming to be. And so what feel what it feels like to me is that like your suggestion about highlights is a good suggestion and what I'm saying is true. So I can't tell if that's a contradiction, which would mean I need two profiles or just a paradox, in which case I just need to figure it the fuck out. So you can keep the highlights you already have. We're just adding true. new ones. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But it'll look different, right? Like this is this is often my debate is like, to what extent should I be advertising like services or to what extent should I be like literally almost just kind of advertising like my lifestyle because like the the most accurate close description of what I am is like a public intellectual mm -hmm. like and that used to actually exist it just doesn't really exist that much anymore and so I'm like you know what would Simone de Beauvoir put on her Instagram I'd do both at once yeah okay I think it's totally possible to be public intellectual lifestyle. Also, if you want more of this public intellectual in your yeah. brain. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, maybe I just need to make a couple of aesthetic visions about like what those actual highlight reels will like quite literally just look like. Because mm -hmm. a lot of like a lot of like branding fonts and stuff like that really aggravate me. Like there's a lot of stuff I wouldn't want to do. Right. But so these are basically just the stories you're saving. Yes. So you don't have to do that thing where they're all branded logos if you don't want to. That's not necessary. Um, oh, we'll tell you it is. I don't think it is. We just want we want it to look like you. Um, the only reason I'm like, have a book doctor highlight, have a um, artistic process of, of trauma highlight is to make it easy for the people on your profile to be like, oh, the this is what Dr. Cat is about. Yeah. This is what work with Dr. Cat. For sure. So, yeah. The reason that's important is before the care or before they know that they can work for you, they're not gonna dig. Yeah. They need the basic information really big, really visible, really in their face so yeah. that they get that and then they can dig if they want to. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. And I used to have that in my bio. My bio used to do a lot of the things that you're talking about, but I eventually grew like both literally and metaphorically tired of having like a relentlessly traumatic bio. Like I didn't, I got to a point where I aged out of wanting to talk about like disability and trauma right in my bio, but I can just transfer all that kind of stuff that's still in my brain into like a highlight reel and call that reel like trauma queen and then it will be like a suite of slides that shows you like what is part of my you know trauma queen vision or whatever yeah can i give you an example that might um Please. help yeah Please. do you have you heard of nalgona positivity pride i have yes i might even still follow them i switch up who i follow a lot but yeah okay let's, so let's this woman who's main stuff they talk about is like eating disorders is like fat phobia and yet they have so much fun like like yeah. look at these colors we're looking at some really bright pinks and oranges um For sure we've got heavy stuff and then we've got fun stuff <laughs> like totally. I think both can exist at once like awesome. you can talking about trauma and you can love Beyonce <laughs> yeah you can talking about trauma and hot pink if you want to like yeah. there's a space for the entirety that is you and people are gonna roll with it like people are gonna be like if someone shows up only one flavor like that's makes everybody's like bullshit radar go off anyway right <laughs> right right that's a good point so okay um uh, 
did you want to pop over to your website a little bit or did you have more questions? Sure. Yeah. Like, yeah. Cause we can just kind of conf in our last few minutes together, we can sort of confirm everything you've already talked about vis-a-vis -vis, like what I'll change on the website. I'm actually still a little bit on the post, uh, on the post on the, um, fence about changing the color scheme as much as Aaron and Sarah wanted me to. Um, yeah. I'm um, really before we leave Instagram, let me give you a few more thoughts that might make it uh, increase your reach a little bit. Sure. Well, one is add a location whenever you post. It doesn't necessarily have to be the location you are. But yeah, like, I sometimes do like playful locations. So yes. Add a location. Um, if you can work in trending audios for your reels, that should give it a little bit of a boost. You can even turn it right, way down so people can't hear it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I personally love the colors. I might experiment for if like if you I know this is a quote, but I might experiment with push putting some spaces between blocks of text just to make it a little easier on the eye to read. Yeah. I usually tend to when they're my posts, like yeah. <clears throat> sorry, when it's my completely my commentary, but I noticed that for if you go back to the skull for a second. Yeah. Okay. So the, yeah, it's what I thought it was. Um, it's, I think all of my posts that are actually literally related to the university courses I teach, mm -hmm. those are the ones that I'm not spacing as much as I normally do. Otherwise I do a lot of things for visual ease, which is also my argument for why people should clean up more of their typos. <laughs> all right. Well, this is a gorgeous profile. Um, all right, let's pop over to your website with our last few minutes here. Yeah, so if you click on about, that'll be the best example of why Aaron and Sarah thought it was too dark. Um, the thing is, the flip side of that coin is that like bright stuff gives some of us migraines. So this was actually a deliberate choice. I've, I'm also on like a mission to get university professors to stop using white on PowerPoint backgrounds and instead use black because anyone with a brain injury or different forms of uh, neurodivergence and migraines, all those people will get, um, will literally be in pain and confused when they have bright white. Gotcha. Um, so okay. yeah, let's leave that aside right now. Um, so I will come back to it. Let me start with what I'd love is kind of like your link tree is I would reorganize your menu. So like, okay. I'd have it like a, a services folder. So if they drop down, they can be like, book editing, grant help, et cetera. So yeah. all the ones that can work with you. Um, and then I'd have a page for each different service. Doesn't have to yeah. be long, just spelling out what you do, um, what the pricing is. And then that little worked into this fee is support of my artistic processing trauma. And then yeah. we'll over to the vision page. Um, for your about page, so about pages are some of the most frequently viewed pages on a website, typically. So people are typically going to land on your homepage. They're going to click through to the service that's most relevant to them. And then they're probably going to look at your about page. Agreed. So your about page, um, I would make it visually and written wise feel like they're meeting you, like they're having like, an introductory coffee with you or something. So yeah. that's probably why they're like, we need a photo of you, especially here and on your homepage, I'd put some photos. And yes. then because your big vision is artistic processing of trauma, could we throw some art on here? Like, I'm not going to tell you, you have to change your colors, but I'm thinking, yeah, colorful vision can we have well, this whole page needs to get rewritten anyway like this is a page that is no longer yeah so I'd have to rewrite it no matter what thank you for remembering the thing Erin said I forgot which is that there should be she even told me which photo I should use actually on this homepage, and I forgot that but you apparently remembered and I think probably my best bet is to farm this out to someone and not do it myself um it's like a square space model so I don't even know how the stacking will work but I'll take that suggestion from you too and yeah absolutely we can pepper the whole about page with classic examples of trauma artists that I have written on for sure Ooh, I like that. Um, so Squarespace, here's another thing that could actually make it really easy for you to make things visual is okay. Squarespace lets you like 
have your Instagram feed on a page. I'll click over to my website so you can see what that looks like. Um, so you could easily make anything visual by just like having a feed of your Instagram. Cool. Yeah. I think if we go back to mine, I think maybe like it had like a Twitter link or something that like I got my sister like to put in for me. But I think at this point, my best bet is to pay someone to fix like all these different things just in one go. Yeah. Because yeah, I can totally just use my, I mean, I think what you're describing is the same thing that happens on like dating apps, right? If you like share your Instagram, it's like, you see the image tiles at the bottom, even if they don't get access to your actual profile from it. Well, they do from, so if you embed it with. Yeah, that's what I meant. I meant that would be the difference between a website and a dating app. Sorry. (laughs) That's what I meant is like, yeah, yeah, in your case, it actually takes you there. So there's some other, so I'm glad you have Squarespace because they actually make it really fun. So then you can even have like stuff like testimonials like this. There's a few different layouts you can choose, but we basically want to break up the page a little bit so that it's easy to scan. So yeah. Typical website behavior is someone's going to scan all the big writing <laughs> and yeah. look at the pictures before they decide whether or not it's relevant enough to, for them to read. For so sure. I would for sure throughout your website, start utilizing headings. Yes. So it's not all the same size so that there's some bigger text if we're using images, have captions. So the eye has kind of a sense of where to go to understand what it's about. Yeah. And that'll actually improve accessibility as well. Yeah. And then you can use whatever colors you want. I would recommend you come up with a palette or work with a designer to come up with a palette that you can use consistently throughout your marketing to help people kind of like instantly recognize, ah, it's the book doctor, Dr. Cat. Yeah. I basically already have a palette and it will be therefore extremely easy to execute on the website because I'll just like send it along to whoever I'm hiring to do everything else we're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Like I already have colors that people associate with me so strongly that they'll send me messages on Instagram being like, I found that green you love. Oh, yeah. So Squarespace makes it really easy. You can set site styles where you just put in the um, hex codes for your colors and then all of the color options that Squarespace will serve you then are in your brand colors. Okay, perfect. Um, And because you're like a public intellectual, because you have an artistic vision, to me, that's visually says colors so yeah I don't care which ones you use I just think there should be some on there agreed agreed yeah they will probably be an aggressive chartreuse green and a really intense like hot pink with a hint of reddish orange so yes it will eventually be very colorful I promise (laughs) but wait how did you say that I was what was the step before square space matches it what was the first thing you said about my palette oh um so you can set a site styles um okay okay I'm just gonna write that down because I'm gonna be sending this on to somebody else mm-hmm. I'm not gonna be troubleshooting it myself so if I don't write down the information at least somewhat accurately someone like Shannon whoever I'm gonna hire is gonna get annoyed okay yeah I can even do this for you really easily. If you, if you have your hex codes, just, I can just like go put it in really easily. It's super easy. So oops. I I think I'll probably hire Shannon, one of my old TAs who does like VA work for me sometimes, but thank you. No problem. Okay. So, um, oh, that's right. Okay. So I can show you really quick. So you just go to the paintbrush site styles. Okay. Okay. Perfect. And that, oh, and good. Yeah. And it has the slider so I can make my own. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause this is always my problem aesthetically. The, the curse and the blessing is always the same thing with me is I'm very fucking particular. Like I know exactly what I like. And so if it's not exactly that, I lose my mind. Yeah. And if you have the hex code already, you can just like click on it and change the hex code for all of them. Okay. I don't really know what that means, but it's okay. Cause I'm writing it down. It's just, um, the hex code is like, so the computer knows exactly which color it is. Okay, perfect. Like the Library of Congress for books, basically. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the only thing is I would at least choose a very light color and a very dark color so that we have enough contrast for it to be able to read. 
Yeah, no, I think my, the, like the crazy colors I was mentioning that people associate with me already was going to be like to like the, the punctuation points to a, uh, otherwise probably like uh charcoal gray and like oyster would be like my dominant colors. Cause I also like my colors to look a little bit like the periods of time I work on the most, which is like 1910 to 1940. Yeah. So then what happens when you set your colors is you basically have different themes whenever you edit or make a new page okay, and you perfect. change them based on which feel you want to have. And it will all be in your colors. Awesome. So, yeah. Very cool. Okay. Cool. Um, do you agree based on the fact that like you're the first person on the earth planet to ever hear the true expression of my biggest version? Do you want to make the last thing that we do? Um, you going back to my Instagram and telling me based on this conversation we're having, whether or not you agree with Aaron about which picture of me I should use. Cause I kind of feel like you won't. Aaron wanted me to use the one of me in the heart-shaped sunglasses, but I feel like probably based on this conversation, no. Yeah. But I don't think that really, like I would even choose the one above it over. This one? Yeah. Like I can understand, Aaron didn't know any of the things we've talked about. So I'm not saying she was wrong within the context of that conversation, but I feel like for what we've discussed, the one of me in the sunglasses, like it's a cool photo, but it doesn't really show me as like, I don't know, a mover and shaker, especially because you literally can't make eye contact because I'm wearing sunglasses. Okay, so here's what I would do if I had my absolute ideal situation. Yes. I feel like you're probably friends with a cool photographer. Yeah, I could probably rustle a couple up, yeah. Okay, find a cool photographer, hopefully that has some branding experience and be like, this is my vision. Okay. And a good photographer, especially if you work with a branding photographer, will hear your vision and be like, I know how to visually translate that. Here's what we'll Perfect. do. Perfect. Yeah. Sounds good. I don't know yet who it'll be, but I love the idea of that's my favorite thing is just to let other people be excellent at what they're excellent at. Like I take direction extremely well because I want to operate exclusively in my zone of genius, which means I really respect other people working in their zone of genius. Like I, I'm not a control freak in that way at all. So I will just do exactly what you told me to. Awesome. Photographer with experience of branding. And, and I'll it, tell the vision. Yeah. And it will help if you have your colors worked out first, because then you can make like yes. wardrobe and makeup choices that will work with your palette. Exactly. Yeah. Perfect. So I think we're out of time. And if you can just give me like 40 seconds to repeat back to the order of things. Cause I sometimes stumble over that, but it seems to me like the first thing I need to do is just like brainstorm out and figure out like a few items that we've spent this whole time talking about. Then once I know things about <clears throat> my new about me, what my palette is, all that kind of stuff, I will send all of that to a VA and they will get to work on that part. And then as they're working on that part, I can I'll also already have my vision and my palette worked out enough that I can simultaneously go to a photographer and get them to do what you just described, at which point then the last thing the VA would do would be like plop down the picture of me um, and the art would already be there and everything like you said. And then from there, I could make the highlight reel that you needed. And then I think I've actually done all the foundational stuff that we spent this call describing. Is that right? Here's the order I would do. Okay. okay. So first few assignments are for you. So yeah. one is I'd come up with a very clean, very neat list of what are your services. Yeah. How can people work with you right now? Yes. Um, second, I yeah. would write out your vision for the artistic processing of trauma really clearly. Yeah. And I would expect you're going to have to do a few drafts of this. Like oh, for sure. It's going to be a brain dump. Oh, yeah, and yeah, no, no, no. I write like 20 drafts of everything I do. The end goal is copy that is no more than three pages on your word processor. Yes. Two to three pages. And then I want you to test it, give it to someone who hasn't heard your vision and be like, do you understand what I'm trying to do? Perfect. And then that is the page that goes on your website. Yep. So first, what are your services? Second, write out the vision. Yeah. Third, I would make some pages for your services. Yeah. 
I would um, match your link tree to them. So I would be like, yep, here are my three to five main things I want to sell and my yep. vision and orient the link tree to them. Yep. And I think as you do that, when you're like, ah, this is my vision, this is what I want to do. This is who I want to work with. It's going to give you a stronger sense of your brand. So after For that, sure. then is a great time to be like, okay, really what, what does that feel like visually? So what are my colors? Yeah. Um, do I have repeating patterns? Time to get that brand photographer in. Yeah. Um, and then once we have all this big picture vision stuff sorted out, then we can go in and do a highlight reel or start doing high matching highlight reels on your Instagram. Um, okay. then we can like change the look of your website, etc. So I would get big picture clarity first and the kind of like this is how we explain it to other people dialed in first and before going off on how does it need to look yeah okay that works that totally works I might switch up what I have here is phases phases seven and eight like the very very end of it I might give it to the VA to clean up my website a little bit sooner than what you're saying but yeah otherwise I wrote things down like word for word the way you said so thank you very much this was delightful I'm so glad it was helpful. Thank you for um, being in a cheerleading session slash being on the podcast. (laughs) Thank you so much. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you got a lot out of it, make sure to let me know by leaving a comment, subscribing, and sharing. And if you could use more confidence boosting in your business, there are three ways you can work with me as your cheerleader right now. You can join the squad, which is a fabulous community of excellently eccentric entrepreneurs doing the impossible in real time. You can get access to mini marketing masterclasses, business labs, where we work on your actual marketing assets and make sense of your actual marketing metrics, plus group cheerleading sessions, among many other perks. And if you'd like to work with me one-on-one, you can get the VIP squad option where you have all of those squad benefits plus a private text or email thread with me so I can give you all the support and hyping up you need to accelerate your results fast. You can also book a single one-on-one session with me over Zoom. Just look for the pep talk in a pinch link in the show notes. Or for my highest touch, most accelerated business growth author, you can get me as your personal marketing confidence cheerleader for 12 sessions with season of support. The links for everything are in the show notes below. And make sure to give um, Dr. Kat a follow. Her, all her contact info um, for her business is in there as well. All right, love you, bye.